For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Do I want any of this to happen? No, by the way. This is my professional analysis of a lifetime in football. It's what I see and what I've, what I've seen. This team is way too conservative. I like Mike McCoy. This is not all on Mike McCoy. This is a from the top down, this is how we're going to play. Now, Mike could have been a lot more creative of how he's used David Johnson, which he did this week. There's a guy that's a damn good coach. And if Rosen has a chance, it's because is in his ear. It's the TD Fantasy. <laughs> The TD Fantasy Podcast. TD Fantasy Podcast. With your host, Paige Demakos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians. This is officially now the Mitchell Trubisky Podcast. I would like to uh, welcome in Jamie Eisner and Jake Arians to the Mitch Fan Club. Uh, as we saw, the Chicago Bears put an absolute beatdown. And that is because I got a tweet about this, and I I told the people it would officially be the Trubisky podcast. So I'm delivering on my official official Trubisky podcast naming for today. Guys. Nobody else deserves it near as much. The uh, the coaching staff had a phenomenal game plan. They dialed it up. And he made the throws this week. He hadn't been making them for three weeks, and he damn sure made them this week. Uh, Colin Cowherd, this is a shout out to him because I was watching his show a little bit this morning. Called out Aaron Rodgers for not scoring 30 points in a prolific offense in a calendar year. Well, guess what? We just saw Mitchie Biscuits put up 48 points at home. So got to gotta take a dig at the Green Bay Packers anytime I can. And guess what? Shout out to Colin Coward for bringing that to my attention because that is a fantastic stat, and I love seeing that. I love seeing it. They don't look that great either. No. They sure do not. The, there's a lot of teams that don't look so good. Uh, there's an entire conference that of, doesn't yeah, really look good at all. A lot of bad teams. A lot of bad teams, uh, specifically in the AFC. But we'll start off with some injuries, guys. Tight end group looks thinner than even before. Uh, last week we talked about this on the podcast. It's Listen, this was a group that coming into the season as fantasy owners we Deep. thought – man, this is a good season. Because usually it's not. Tight end group is usually the hardest to pick. A lot of times I tell people, if you don't get Gronk or Kelsey, play the waivers, play matchups, because it really hasn't been great in the past. Uh, We're kind of in that situation again. You got Zach Ertz, you have Travis Kelsey, and you have Gronkowski, who's suffering another injury. And Um, hasn't done jack because of triple coverage, because Edelman's not back yet. Exactly, which which changes this week, obviously going forward with Edelman coming back. Um, But coming off of an injury, still, I got to see it. You know, everybody just assumes he's going to look great. He hasn't played football in 18 months. Yeah, there's an ACL, by the way, and he's a quick speed guy. Yeah. Gordon was on the field. That helped. That helped. That would be okay. But going back to tight ends, I mean, Gronk hadn't done much. Kelsey's gone off. Ertz hadn't done much. And now you got O.J. Howard out, Eifert out. Yep. Yep. Eifert had a terrible injury, yeah, t- you know, and, and he was yeah, playing well. All the best to him, man. That, that's, that yeah. sucks. That yeah, he was playing well, and that entire Cincinnati offense looked pretty damn good. You liked seeing what was going on there. So that's a that's a big injury because Eifert, when he's been healthy, has been really good. Yeah, um, he's been extremely effective when healthy. Just it's, it's just a bad situation. You feel bad for a guy that has been dealing with this injury trouble for, for a long time. A long time. Yeah. It's, it's a terrible injury to see. So uh, I don't want to be completely dead. Disley out too. Yeah, Disley I mean, out as well. Uh, Boy, so you're down now thinking that's what, five, six Delaney starting Walker, tight ends? Greg yeah. Olson. Yeah, you're half of all of a sudden and half really of the top 15. really those guys you're getting where you want to get yeah. a tight end because you're not going to reach on 
Ertz, Kelsey, or Gronk in your drafts. Yeah. So now, like, everybody's hitting the waiver wire. So now, Cam- so now Cameron Braid's value, obviously, a little higher with O.J. Howard out. Um, guys, what do you do here? Because it really – my best advice, and I'll let you guys – if you guys differ, you can say what you think, but you got to play matchups. Unless you have one of those specific guys, unless you have Kelsey or Ertz or Gronk, Listen, I like seeing Trey Burton in the end zone again. He's been he's been better than I expected him to be for the he's Chicago. Cal- he's Kelsey in that offense. Yeah, I mean, he, he's for stepping sure. up into that group of three, making it a group of four. He's not a blocking guy, but that's not what they do. He's, no, he's going to fit there. What I, I I agree with you. I think you have to do matchups. What I'd like to throw some advice out there to people listening is go do some research on the coaching staffs of the teams that you lost your tight end. Indianapolis always throws the tight end. That's why Ebron's having his success. Doyle's going to continue to be a play there. Go look at some of these quarterbacks that love having a tight end. Benjamin Watson's going to continue to be solid because mm-hmm. Drew Brees likes to have one. Go do a little research on your teams and the people that you lost. Yeah. T- Seattle's Russell wasn't always going to have a tight end that he throws to. It's going to be a play. Now, it might not be great every week. You still got to yeah, go matchups. Sure. But if you lost somebody and you don't have a Reed or a Burton or anybody like that at this point, you don't really have a choice. Yeah, you saw Jimmy Graham get in the end zone, so that's good if you're, mm-hmm. you know, you're an owner of Jimmy Graham. I, I thought at this point we would see more from him than we have. Yeah, I thought we would see more from this offense yeah. in general, and that's more a criticism of the totality of this offense. That I think Aaron Rodgers' injury is a little bit worse than they lead on. Oh, yeah. their defense is a lot worse than. Yes. I just, I just don't like for the like the thousandth consecutive year. I just don't love the play calling in Green Bay. Yeah, like, it's not creative. They have enough playmakers in the backfield that they don't use often. Just I, that offense just doesn't. Doesn't, doesn't do, do much. No, it doesn't do much for me either. Let's get into what we got right and what we got wrong. Because listen, this was a this was a good week. Let's brag. I'll let you do the bragging, Jamie, on your guys' picks this week. Because you guys did well and continue streaking uh, as we get into coming up to week five. Yes, 3-1-1 one, and one this week in our lock. I believe not. Let me double check on this. I believe we are 10-4-1 for, for the season on our lock. So yeah. you're, you're well well into the money if you were a TD Fantasy Premium subscriber. But I think the first one for I told you so is the Patriots. Yep. Uh, I know that I know this is this is still not the Patriots team of all. They still have a lot of concerns about them, but they do not lose two divisional opponents at home. They just don't. They haven't done it in the Brady. They haven't done it in years. They haven't they lost. Sure, don't lose to that divisional. No, opponent. they haven't lost to the Dolphins in New England in a decade. Yeah. Right. It, like, in this same game, we told you the yeah. Dolphins were the biggest 3-0 fraud in the history yes. of the NFL. So you have a, f- a fraud team coming in riding high. Tannehill again is always a disaster. In New England, he was a disaster yet again here. Patriots ran away with this one. There's still a lot of concerns there, but I told you, again, if I'm going to live and die with one player, it's going to be Tom Brady at home against an AFC East opponent. Jake, what are you bragging about? Well, the first one's the Steelers' defense. I told you it sucked. If you heard my rant last week, then everybody it, heard your rant. Let's, let's, it, yeah. It's got off. Let's spend a minute here because I think this is this is a team that uh, specifically Jake and I were really high on. I, Jamie was high on them. Then as I didn't well. know the Super Bowl, but we all thought this is a Super Bowl team. And man, they better make some drastic changes if they're going to be. I didn't a Super think Bowl this team. defense would be good. I thought it would be serviceable. Yeah. But they got issues. They are so undisciplined. I talked about it in my rant last week of the smack talking. You do nothing but suck. And you, every guy on that defense is just out there proving like how much swag and how much talk, you know, crap they can talk. And they suck. They're god awful. That offense, Connor, I like. He's serviceable. He's a good solid back, but they are not the same without Le'Veon Bell. I and mean, they've been okay, but they just got to do too much. And I think they got some serious locker room issues. I think they got some serious leadership issues from Mike Tomlin that's not carrying down to the locker room and the guys that I really thought would step up and be leaders in that locker room, they got big problems moving forward, man. They are behind the eight ball to a Ravens team that I think is going to continue to be pretty solid. 
Listen, there's nobody. And Cincinnati. Let's talk about the, yeah. Cincinnati looks good in that division. And they the Browns. Look, they, I mean, and the Browns don't yeah, look the bad. The Steelers could be the fourth, team, fourth best team if, in that division we, right now. If we just looked at the first month of the season, They're the, the worst and we just watched the, the film and we don't take all the jerseys away, Pittsburgh's the worst team in that division. Yeah. Doesn't mean I don't think it's end that way. And That's they, what it looks like right now. And they by far and away have the worst defense in a division that oh. you need to be able to play smack you in the mouth a yeah, little Cincinnati's bit. And they can't good, do. But Pitt, Pittsburgh's is just god awful. No, Pittsburgh's is terrible. Uh, anything else you guys want to brag about that you got right? That that Ra- Raiders Browns game didn't end the way that I thought it should have. It should have. They they blew they, it. But I told you Baker Mayfield could handle going on the road in his first NFL start for sure and get it done. That dude has a chip on his shoulder that's just going to carry. There's not going to be a moment that he faces that, that he can't, that he, that he can't handle. Nothing's going to be too big for him. He might make some mistakes. He threw a pick in that game. and the, But he's going to keep swinging and keep coming back. With the rookie quarterbacks, they all went 0-4 this week. He was by far the most ready oh, to, yeah. to go be successful. Yeah, Rosen, I, Rosen has moments, which we'll talk for about. Sure, but. For sure. I, I think the biggest thing with Baker, because I know there's a lot of talk about him, and from a fantasy perspective, I'm staying away from him, at least for right now. I'm not ready to to start him in a 12 But Cal- Callaway in a fantasy. Exactly. And Jarvis yeah. Landry now, and Joku now. I mean, like, for sure. all those other guys are more relevant. They look now. better. But the, your expectation from Baker, one, they're playing an Oakland Raiders team that no had, but had to win had that to game. Win, yeah. Had to win that game. Baker had a ba- – uh, the pick was not his fault. Comes yeah. out of his wide receiver's hand. So I think you – you settle yourself down here on the Baker stuff. I've seen a lot of national pundits kind of going all over the map with his four turnovers. It's like, okay, let's let's relax. Let's calm ourselves down. Let's look and see. He put his team in a position to win that football Hell game. Yes, he did. And they should have won that football game. If I'm a Browns fan, my excitement level is high. I, I Unlike some of these other ones, which I think are very false. Yeah, yes. for sure. You're just you're in a tough division because Cincinnati and the Ravens look pretty good, and Pittsburgh. At some point, you think they wake up and play better offensively. I don't think defensively they're going to get no. much better, but that offense has got to wake up eventually. You've seen the progress in the Browns you wanted to see. I didn't think they were a playoff team. Most teams didn't. They're probably not going to make the playoffs. No. that's not the goal. The goal right now is to see enough tangible improvement from that team that you're a playoff contender next year. Yeah. And so far, so good. By the way, still have salary cap space. There's going to be some mm-hmm. guys that want to come play there. Another good draft. They're they're building it in the right way for the first. First time in a long time in Cleveland. For sure. You, you assume Ben Roethlisberger might be uh, thinking about retiring. He's been thinking about retiring for the last for few seasons. So that might be, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers kind of look like a team that's going to be in for a revamp here pretty soon because that team does not look very good. One of the other things we got right is we told you both in terms of betting and in terms of fantasy that the game that you wanted to see was Cincinnati-Atlanta. There yes. were going to be a lot of points in that game. It was the highest scoring matchup uh, of the week for both the NFL and for fantasy Everybody, I mean, everybody was good. Yeah, my, my dad good. called that game. I talked to him afterwards. He goes, man, that was fun. He's like, that was watching a video game. It was back and forth, back and forth. He was actually really pissed at Atlanta's defense in that corner for jumping that route and giving up the touchdown yeah. at the end. But So uh, one, of the was, things, one of the things Atlanta was bad at last year was red zone. They, they had trouble. This year you see Calvin Ridley, two, two touchdowns. Is this the time? I think we talked about him last week a little bit, but I got a lot of questions about him over the weekend whether or not people should start him. And I said, he should be in your starting yeah. lineup. He's he's proven now he's the guy that's getting the ball in the end zone. Julio Jones had a lot of yards. Yeah. I think he's 173 yards. But Calvin Ridley had two touchdowns. Yeah. Some of that was false because like 40 yards on the last play of the game. For sure. Yeah, you know, Calvin Ridley absolutely should be in your lineup. 
go back to matchups. I mean, we're at that point of the season now where you surely got to start looking at matchups, but that Atlanta offense looks like it's finally clicking on all cylinders, especially indoors. Well, you're looking at Julio Jones, 173 yards on nine receptions. Mohamed Sanu, six receptions for 111 yards. Calvin Ridley, four receptions, 54 yards, but for two touchdowns. You're looking at that and you're going, yeah. I, go I back like to our interview with, with BA last week. It's a matchup thing where you're going to roll the coverage. Sanu's in the slot, but you're getting man-to-man on Calvin Ridley. And when you're running a little skinny post, slants, that kind of stuff, you can't. You can't. There's not a lot of corners that can hang with that. No. And no, Matt I, Ryan now has the confidence in him. So Not only that, but if you've soon. paid attention to the offseason and how things rolled out in Atlanta, they're probably not going to pay Julio Jones in the offseason, and Calvin Ridley's going to be that dude going forward. That's why they drafted him, and that's why you saw Julio Jones take all the Atlanta Falcons stuff off of his social media. That wasn't for no reason. He knew what was coming. He knew the writing on the wall. They'll probably give him a nice offer sheet, but he'll get paid to go somewhere else in the offseason. All right, guys, it's talk, time to talk about what we got wrong. Oh, I'll jump right in here. Go ahead. One of my locks of the week was the Eagles at the Titans. Yeah. Carson Wentz back. I thought he sh- you know, shook off the rust from a week before. That defense should have been really good. And they had a 10-point lead with like five minutes to go and no. blew this game, gave this game away. Yes. I was wrong on – and Alshon Jeffrey came back and had a really good game. This offense was okay. This, this Titans team is like the Bills from last year. On paper, it makes no freaking sense. They don't have that much talent. They should suck, and they just keep winning games. It's, it's weird because you see Mariota doesn't look great. This team, inge- they just, they don't look There's good. There's nothing but they there continue- that makes any sense. It's exactly the Bills of last year. Yeah, it's a bizarre scenario happening in Tennessee, but they move along. They get another victory. It's it. I just don't know what to make of that team as we're four games, you know, a quarter of the way through the season. I'm going to keep picking the things that are rational and make sense, which means I'm probably going to keep picking against them. But this, this, this was, I felt so good about this game. Philly three and a half going to a place where there's no home field advantage. It doesn't matter. It's still on the East Coast. It's not a far trip. Like they And they had this game in hand I feel gave it away. Yeah, I feel like two games that we both, all, all three of us talked about, was we thought Detroit could go into Dallas and win that football game. That's they another covered, thing I got wrong. They covered, but I didn't think the Cowboys I think those are two teams, though, Dallas and Tennessee, and you guys can say what you think here as well. These are two teams that I don't believe in. I don't no, think Dallas is a no. good team, and I don't think Tennessee is a good Give Dallas credit team. for making some adjustments, putting Zeke out wide, mm-hmm. making some plays. They went to their horse, yes. and he good, got it Good done game for, for Zeke. Good yes. game for and Zeke. And Detroit's just decent on offense, yeah. got off ball on defense again. They're, they're the same they've been. I mean, they're whatever. Yeah, I mean, I made the comment last night where, where I was watching the games with, and I said I still don't believe in the Titans at all. And by that I mean, do I think they're going to be a playoff team when push comes to shove? And I do not. No, I think the same thing for not. Dallas. So, yeah, Tennessee might be eight wins real now. I mean, I, I wasn't even that high on them when the season began. They might be an 8-8 eight, eight team, but this is, this is not going to – that's not going to be I still put them in a Miami category of, of Adam Gase getting fired because they still go 6-10 yeah. and 10, even though they started 3-0, and oh, and I don't, I don't think Tennessee wins more than seven. No, it's a it's a it's a weird thing to watch though because we're Philly, like I Philly's said, Philly's got some issues too. That Philly, defense yeah, should Philly, be really good, yeah. and they look one the defense play calling down the stretch and overtime yeah. was just odd. Not good. Played like a hail mary prevent defense on fourth and fifteen. They gave up two fourth down conversions. Yeah, and then you an all out blitz in, in the red zone. Very like, confusing. It, it, yeah, it just made no sense to me at all. And the other one, I just a team I thought would just be better overall, the Chargers. And they got the win. I mean, they got the win and they got out of there. But, you know, starting that game by throwing a pick six, and then they let – for the large portion of that game, C.J. Beathard and the 49ers look like a better team. I'm going to that game this weekend. I can't wait to watch them live. I'm going to the Raiders-Chargers game in L.A. Uh, this weekend coming up. And I really want – because, man, I was really high on them. And this defense has been bad 
all yeah. year. And they were playing. And it's a team. not just Bosa not being they, there. Yeah, it's got to be something else because they're playing a team with CJ Beathard and no other like no weapons in San Francisco. And yeah. Kyle Shanahan's a good offense coordinator. He's going to dial you up some stuff where you can score. But they were in a knockdown drag out with a team that shouldn't have been there. So they, yeah, I'm I'm way down on them, and I can't wait to watch them play a lot. As, as that we, offense still really good. As we said at the beginning of this podcast, what team in the AFC? Who's the best team in the AFC? Legitimately. If if right now I had to bet on a team from the AFC coming out, it's Jacksonville. Yeah, you and I talked about this. They do the one thing that the other podcast. teams don't. Kansas City. Uh, so that's that's my question. We'll find what? out. We'll find that, out that more. Just, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll find, out. We'll, find out more tonight. But. We'll get in. So that before we get into Monday Night Football, this is with the, a very what? very healthy Leonard Fournette that's got his yes. sack in place and his manhood where it needs to be. <laughs> Maybe I'll think about Jacksonville, but on he's a, not that dude right now. On a neutral site, Jacksonville and Kansas City play. Who wins that football game right now? Kansas City, Jacksonville. All right. I like that defense. I know it's. I know it's way too early. We got a lot of. They football play each other this play. year too. Yeah, but so I we're think gonna, this, we're going to get a little bit of a preview of of, of that right now as January, it stands. Good defense. Yeah, right now as it stands, the best football team in the AFC, I think, is the Kansas City Chiefs. But I told yeah, Jamie they're before, the best team. They're not the team I'm going to pick to come out right nope, now. No, nope. that's a big. I think that's a big. We don't I think. Jack and going on in the. No, we got. I get a lot scared of when you get into January and you can't stop anybody. Agree. That scares me. Now Jacksonville could put up six points in a playoff game too. Which yeah. then again doesn't matter how good your defense is. Home at that field point, advantage but, is going to play a lot into that too. You got to go to Kansas yeah. City and play a football game, or you got to go to Jacksonville and play a football I game. I would get to the point where I don't think there's a defense that's ever been on this planet that if Kansas City <laughs> plays decent, you can hold them under twenty. And I think there's probably been 99% of the defenses that have ever been in the NFL, they can hold the Jaguars to 20. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I, I think it might be 21-20, but I think they can – I just don't think the Jaguars' defense can hold them to the point where their offense can can hang in there. Before, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, but those are the right, two. Right now, but those are the two, right? Nobody else, is, nobody else is close. We're a quarter of the way. No. Quarter away through the season. Yeah. Give Colin Cowherd credit. We were all laughing at him about the Ravens being in his top yeah. five and his power ranking a couple weeks. I don't see. I still no. don't see that. I like the Ravens, not as much as they played. I thought they were no, but like, an eight I, or nine win team. But in the AFC, they could win that division. Absolutely. Yes, yeah, certainly can't because Cincinnati will Cincinnati at some point. That's what they do. Yeah. I think. I think Baltimore's a better team than Cincinnati. I agree. Especially Even though they dusted them. Yeah. Two yeah. Weeks ago. I know. Yeah. yeah well, it, that's there's a lot of question marks in the AFC. What's up, TD Fantasy listeners? Jake Arians here. Not only am I one of your co-hosts on the podcast of TD Fantasy, I'm also very privileged and proud to be the president of the Arians Family Foundation, the foundation that we started to honor my mom and the work that she's done uh, for underprivileged kids uh, throughout her entire life. So for more information, go to ArianesFamilyFoundation.com. At Arians FF on all your social media outlets. Before we get into Monday Night Football and that Kansas City team, we wanted to talk about some coaching stuff uh, from what we saw around the league, specifically from some of these rookies. So because this podcast is recorded in Arizona and because Jake's father coached the Arizona Cardinals to the best five years they have seen ever. I knew I recognized that last name. We have to talk about Josh Rosen and his performance at home against the Seattle Seahawks. I will start by saying I've watched this game. I watched too much of this football game. I watched the whole game, and then I almost rewatched the all the offensive plays to, to see Josh Rosen. Rosen looked great in moments. He did. He had the ball looked nice coming out of his hands. There were a couple of drops that were – God, excruciatingly painful to watch because they don't have a lot of talent, so they don't have room to make mistakes like that. But, Jake, I'd like to hear your thoughts here on on Josh Rosen and this team specifically going forward because there's 
there's a little bit too much hype for my liking. Uh, that's the way I would say it. I don't want to say it. I think Rosen looked good, but Seattle's defense is meh. Yeah, it's look, meh, this is not the Seattle nice. defense of old, and it's always going to be a very vanilla defense when you play Seattle. That's Pete Carroll's thing. They just do what they do very, very well. Uh, but Earl Thomas not the same guy. No Richard Sherman from four or five years ago. Look, Rosen looked good. I've said he has elite arm talent. That means he can spin it with as good as anybody I've seen of the top 10 guys I've ever seen. He can flat spin it. He is very cerebral. He is a very smart kid. The body language afterwards, I didn't like. I didn't like the body language after some of the drops. This team has a lot bigger issues than Josh Rosen. But let's rewind here and give Steve Kime some credit, who's taken a lot of heat. You didn't have this, the cap space to go sign Cousins. That was, a, that was a mirage and a fraud, right? But you had to, when all these veteran quarterbacks were gone, get somebody because Carson Palmer and you didn't want to keep Drew Stanton, which I still don't understand. So they signed Bradford. It's not a cap killer. It's a big number, but it's a starting quarterback number. Then in the draft, you got to give him credit for moving up and getting Rosen. You couldn't let this draft go by without having one of those top four guys, right? You needed a guy. Yep. And he's the most ready to play of the guys coming in of the rookies. I don't think he's going to get a whole lot better than what you see. He's going to throw what he sees. And when you play defenses like he played in Chicago and you mix the coverage up, he's going to throw some picks. And when he plays defenses that blitz him and hit him in the mouth, one of the questions coming in the draft was his toughness. He tends to – there's questions to how much he cares. Is he going to quit when he starts getting hit in the mouth? We'll see. Do I want any of this to happen? No, by the way. This is my professional analysis of a lifetime in football. It's what I see and what I've, what I've seen. This team is way too conservative. I like Mike McCoy. This is not all on Mike McCoy. This is a from the top down, this is how we're going to play. Now, Mike could have been a lot more creative of how he's used David Johnson, which he did this week. There's a guy that's a damn good coach. And if Rosen has a chance, it's because Byron left, which is in his ear. What I think they'd be better off doing, and it might, maybe Mike McCoy is a scapegoat when they're 0-7, if that's the case. Byron Leftwich is ready, and he's going to go back to run in B.A.'s offense. And I would love to have seen Josh Rosen in B.A.'s offense because the dude can sling it. Yes. We'll see what happens. There's way too much hype going on. But if you're the Cardinals right now, it's so bad. What do you have to do? You yeah, have to look have at to... the positives. And that's yeah. Yes, you have a franchise quarterback. The last time you felt like this was Matt Leiner, and Matt Leiner wasn't that good. He never had arm mm-hmm. talent. Josh Rosen at least has arm talent. There's going to be 450-yard, five-touchdown games in his future. He's going to do that. There's going to be growing pains with this team because this team, guess what? Josh Rosen might be the best quarterback of this class. It doesn't matter because there's not enough around him. That offensive line is not good enough. The pieces around him are not good enough. It's just they are not good enough. When you look across, you you don't have to look across the NFL. You just look in your division. Let me ask you this. At the LA Rams. Did at any point in that game, did you think the Cardinals were going to win it? No. Not me either. No, and that I de- knew they the were defense was the reason. I you, literally, you, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's what I heard, and you broke it. All of the it. Seahawks' offensive line is garbage. Their second or third string running back at the start of the game, however you want to look at it, averaged six yards a carry. They ran it down your throat, and they gave you a freebie on fourth, fourth and one, where they put Russell Wilson in the shotgun and didn't get it. Like, I don't know. It, it's just they got a lot of pieces. But going back, you, you, the, the whole thing is you're pointing at the wrong dude for the excitement. Yeah, you have him in the future, but you're pointing at the wrong dude for a lot of the negative, too. I I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more. All right, let's get into this Kansas City-Denver game. Kansas City is a three-and-a-half-point favorite going into Denver tonight on Monday Night Football. This Kansas City Stop team – yeah, this five points we talked about on Friday. There's a lot. Apparently, there's a lot of sharp, money. Sharp money on, on the Denver. Bar. Yeah, a lot of money. The big money is on Denver. There are a lot of tickets on KC. Interesting. Interesting. I think this. Listen, of what we've seen, 
of Kansas City so far, they have been a absolutely ridiculous offense. Uh, Denver at home can be a tough place to play, especially in primetime. This offense for Denver has been better than I expected it to be. Jamie hit the nail on the head with that one. He, he, he called it going in. I thought they'd be better, but they're watching them live a couple weeks ago. They're, they're pretty good. Yeah, they're, Demarius Thomas steps lower. They need to move. Cortland Sutton's going to play more. They got the two backs. Manuel Sanders still looks like he's a, a legit one. I think Jake Butt getting hurt. Yeah, we talked about last yeah. week. Will we'll hurt this team? Another tight end that's that's down and, for and sure. out for the year. Um, but what do you guys expect to Jake? I'll let you start here. What I do you got, expect in, in this? Football I think the Chiefs thirty-one twenty-seven. I think Denver's offense can hang in there. This Kansas City's defense is not as bad as I thought after watching them live. I watched that replay last week, which I talked about. They still have a pretty decent pass rush. Justin Houston, D Ford, if they're healthy. Houston's getting old, but he's still really good. And D Ford, I thought was Derek Thomas a couple times, the way he can really bend coming off the edge. Uh, now, their back end kind of sucks. I think they're going to hang in there. I don't think this Kansas City offense slows down at all. I think they have room to get better. There, there is. So there's conflicting for me because I agree with that. I do think there's meat on the bone. I do think Kareem Hunt is still not being used to the full extent because they haven't needed him to. They don't run the ball very much because they haven't needed to. They're, they're, these things are happening because they don't need to. Um, I, but I do think this is going to be a tougher matchup for them. I want to see – this is a big game for me. This it's is a big divisional and on the road. Divisional right, this, this on the road to a place with a home field advantage. It's where you're in your mind. It's, it's a night game, national TV. I want to see Patrick Mahomes do it again. I think the KC offense will struggle and score 27 points. Like you're not stopping this offense. I just think – I don't think this is going to be a four or five touchdown game for Mahomes. But I do think they're going to do enough to get the job done. I don't think they're going to cover them. Okay. Well, the Lions changed at three and a half, right? Even so. so now like, now I have them cover them, or I didn't have them cover them a couple of days ago yeah. when we actually threw this out the first time. I think it will be a good game. I think it'll be an entertaining game. But this is where you earn your stripes. This is yes. where you earn your money. If you're the best team in the AFC, then you go on the road in the division, yes. and you do exactly what you've been doing. Now, they did on the road the first two weeks, yeah. which is why I don't hesitate too much. They went on the road in a divisional opponent, but the stub up center is not exactly home field advantage. So we'll see the difference in Denver. I think it's going to be a really fun Monday night game. I hope the ratings are up. I hope a lot of people watch because yeah. you're, you're getting the next generation of stars with a couple of these guys on the Chiefs. I think the biggest thing here is you guys differ on this. That that leans to me, stay away, everybody. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I wouldn't bet on, the, I wouldn't bet on uh, that. That's what, that's what I took from that yeah. is the two of you, when you're differing there, I, I – Just suppose, sit back, crack open a beer, and just enjoy good. Enjoy yeah. what should be a very good football I game. think this – the from a football strictly perspective here, if – Patrick Mahomes goes into Denver and lights the world on fire. The hype train on this team oh, is going to be through the roof. And deservedly so at that point. And deservedly so for a great fan base that has been waiting for this quarterback since they screwed up the 1986 draft and took Todd Black, Blackman. <laughs> Todd something. For my time. No, he's a freaking analyst now. He's uh, from Penn State. And it was the Dan Marino, John Elway, oh, yeah, Boomer yeah, yeah. Esiason. Yeah, and they took the bad guy. They took the only. They, they took, took the him only, first. They took the only. And they've bad been waiting guy. for this quarterback ever since. That's so a curse, man. Phenomenal, that's phenomenal. A, that's a quarterback. That's a quarterback. Who has been curse. nothing but the Sam Bradfords of the world and Steve DeBergs. Yikes. Mark Vlasic. Yikes. Going back to and, and Joe Montana with nothing left in, in the tank in his career. Yeah, love you, Joe, but no. Alex Smith, like the this is the first, yeah, the, the Trent Greens. And, yes, yeah. like this is the you have a drafted first round guy that you went up and got. Congratulations. I, this, I, I love it because there's a great fan base. This and a is great a, home atmosphere. Yeah, I know Jake and I talk about this regularly. One of the best places to see a sporting event. Todd Blackledge. I don't know why that just. Todd Blackledge. There yeah, you go. One of, above Dan Marino, Boomer Esiason, John Elway, Jim Kelly, 
the greatest quarterback draft in the history of the world. Yeah, that's a big fat oops. That's that sucks. That's horrible. That's a quarterback curse if I ever saw one. And maybe, just maybe, Patrick Mahomes is the guy to break the quarterback curse in Kansas City. Uh, Jamie, any parting thoughts on today's podcast? I just think the only thing is we are starting to finally get a better picture of what the NFL is looking like this year. And for the most part, I think we were kind of on the money with what we've talked about. But it, there are some of those big surprise teams. And it's the, really the old guard in the AFC is really starting. There are a lot of questions in New England. There are a lot of questions in Pittsburgh. And you start to wonder, okay, are we finally kind of seeing that the turnover there? Yeah. For so long, it was Pittsburgh, New England, and, and Indy. And then once Manning left, it was Pittsburgh and New England that were just kind of running things in the AFC on a yearly basis. Now we're starting to see the Kansas Cities of the world. Uh, another team the AFC I thought would be better than they have been so far, the Chargers. Yeah, so, I mean, we're absolutely. starting to see a turnover in what the AFC is going to look like. There was another older quarterback. We're starting to see younger quarterbacks prop up and see the defense in Jacksonville. We're seeing Mahomes and KC. We're starting to see the turnover there in the, in the AFC North. That's the biggest takeaway for me is that we're seeing a complete changing of the guard in the AFC. It's also just a change, and I think it was Teddy Bruschi that was talking about this, just a change in the NFL. You're talking about a New England team that played, especially in Tom Brady's early Super Bowls, a completely unbelievable defense. Now it's an offensive-minded league. The rules reflect that, yeah. and that's going to help teams like the Kansas City Chiefs, who have a prolific offense, and you're going to see that, and it's going to help. Uh, Jake, do you have any parting thoughts on today's pod? I do. I'm going to I'm going to have two. Okay, and two I'm gonna, thoughts. I'm going to end the show with a little bit of a rant, which I tend to get on, and it, 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 should, be, it should be a good one. Um, from the what this show is about is fantasy, and then you, you us giving uh, your analysis on picks. We're at that point in fantasy now where you really need. There's a lot of information out there, but we've been pretty spot on in a lot of stuff. I'll toot our own horn a little bit here listen to some of these people like us that are really paying attention to this. You're getting into where specific matchups mean that you might start Andy Dalton over Aaron Rodgers. That doesn't make a lot of sense, but we will give you why it makes sense. There's a lot of matchups moving forward that can win you or lose you games by you just going off name recognition. Um, my rant of the week oh boy, here we comes go. from the Cardinals and the Seahawks game. And dear NFL, the mother-flipping officiating these guys were okay as far as how they called the game, but the head official decided he wanted to be the entertainment of the game. And there's no, okay, I'm supposed to call it as the field the ruling on the field has been overturned. No, he goes, and after review, it's a touchdown. I, you're not the entertainment, dude. You're supposed to be invisible. Police the game and get the hell out of the way so I don't know you there. The other thing that most people will not recognize, but being a former kicker in the NFL, I did. I'm watching this game. Sebastian Janikowski is over two at this point, is lining up for a field. As the time I'm watching, they're zooming in on Sebastian. He doesn't go back and over. He just goes on a diagonal, right? He's done it for 20 years. We came out together. I know Sebastian well. Okay? I've been watching this for a long time. I guarantee you this hasn't happened more than twice in his career. The official goes between the holder and the kicker because he's lazy and out of position as he's backpedaling, and he flashes across the screen. Are you freaking kidding me? And don't tell me, fans out there, that kicking doesn't matter, that that shouldn't matter. Bull crap. It matters. It changes everything that you do a hundred times a week getting ready for a game and your preparation for a game. How does that happen? I don't know. In today's NFL. I don't know. At the same time in that same game, any college game that I watch, there's 174 different camera angles. And there's a very important in, in this game re- replay on whether there's an interception. There's like two camera angles and they both yeah. suck. Dear NFL, get it right. I, like, how is there. I just I cannot these dudes on the officiating crew that wanted to be the entertainment. Nobody wants to watch you, man. Nobody wants I to watch just you. Go back to policing the game and being invisible. That's my rant. 
One last thing we should talk about because it's breaking news. They're on a bye this week, but the starting quarterback for the Buccaneers when they play the Falcons in two weeks is Jameis Winston. Should people go and try to pick him up? Where do you think Winston ranks next week against the Falcons on the road slash the rest of the season? Is he somebody that in single quarterback leagues we should care about? Absolutely. That offense has a lot of weapons. They've been pretty good so far. He's got a bye to get ready, and Atlanta's defense sucks. Absolutely. That's one of the matchups that, that, that I'm talking about. Play. Absolutely. So I think, I think, in, a, I think in a situation, I think he's a matchup guy because I think That's that, one of I, I think that matchup I like a lot. I like any quarterback, honestly, facing Atlanta at this point. Um, and you've had some disappointments. Listen, Russell Wilson scored me eight points in fantasy mm-hmm. this week. You haven't seen enough from Russell Wilson. You haven't seen enough from the Look, Seattle Seahawks. Jameis Winston has some off-the-field issues. 100%. Uh, obviously, he was the first pick of the draft. He is really freaking good. He is very talented. He's going to make mistakes. That's what he does. He is, but he's going to play you to the last drop, just like Fitzpatrick will. And that offense has weapons. They're yeah. gonna, they're gonna be fine. He's gonna put up. Some and they have a bye this week. Correct? Yes, so they have a bye. But you're gonna have to pick him up this week, most likely. Yeah. You're gonna get him. Yeah. Uh, quarterbacks on a bye two weeks from now. Matt Stafford and Drew Brees. So it's, it's somebody you might want to consider. After that, the Bucks have a little bit of a tough run of defense. I went ahead and did it two weeks early. Got yeah. Andy Dalton in two leagues and Matt Ryan getting ready for Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers buys later on. Yeah, you have to be prepared yeah. for those things, and that's a difference maker. It's a good thing that Jamie brought that up now because you're not thinking about what happens in two weeks, but that's a nice matchup for that team. And listen, they probably won't win. I won't pick them to win that football game. No, but, but there'll, there'll be points in that there'll game. There'll be a lot of points in yeah, that football be game. Just a lot like the Cincinnati game you just saw. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to my point about fantasy stuff. Here. Listen to these kind of things and think ahead. Think three or four weeks ahead. Get on who do you play in your league. Two, three. All you got to do is win, right? If you just pay attention, you lose by five because you were just going off recognition. You didn't look ahead to who you were playing in a couple weeks or you, you missed a bye in your, your Wednesday night, Thursday. It's too late that week. Look, Go ahead and look a couple weeks ahead. I want to end with saying uh, something that Jake said about the – he was talking about kicking. Ask Baltimore if kicking doesn't matter. Justin Tucker is like the mm-hmm. most reliable guy coming out there, and – if you have seen, if you've been watching the NFL, there are a lot of missed field goals and a lot of games that have been changed by kicking. So if you think kicking doesn't matter, you are so far wrong. One last thing on kicking, since you brought it up again, Sean McVay's kind of, sort of hinted that Zerline might be able to play this week. So if somebody dropped him in your league because the only way to keep one kicker, him up again. That's that's the number one fantasy kicker that could be available off waivers. I would pick him up, and you know if he doesn't play this week, if you need to drop him again, whatever. But I think that's a risk worth taking. I agree. I, I drafted agree. him early for that exact mm-hmm. reason. Nobody kicks more fifty yarders, and they'll send him and out there for everything. Sam Ficken and, misses every kick from, and they're scoring a lot of points. Absolutely, absolutely. So pick him up if somebody's available. It's worth a risk. All right, Jamie. How can everybody follow you on social media? At Jamie Eisner on Twitter and at Jme Eisner on Instagram. Jake B Arians on Twitter and Jake Arians on Instagram. And I'm at the underscore sports page with an I. And you should definitely follow TD Fantasy. That's at TD Fantasy underscore on both Twitter and Instagram. Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Leave us a review and uh, working on some swag to send you guys. So please, uh, please do that. And if you do, hit hit us up on Twitter and we'll send you something. Thanks for listening to the pod. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.